0: God's Word is a fire in my bones, and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the Kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, good evening, friends. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Got Katie in the studio with me. How are you doing, Katie? Doing great. How are you? Awesome. I'm great. Friends, we're going to... Talk about one of the kings of is it Israel or Judah tonight? Judah this time. All right. So we're going to get to that. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Yeah, don't be a pushover. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's donotkeepsilent.com. And Katie, you've been writing on the kings for a while now, right?
1: Yeah, I think I started in May, perhaps. May or June. Of this year. Of, yeah, of 2022. Yeah, <laughs> like this is not a multi-year right. series here. I mean, well, it will, there, go, it will go into 2023, but, yes. I, but I'm probably, um I'm going to be wrapping it up probably end of January, early February.
0: And so Katie, the, or Katie, the person you're hearing, Katie over there, Katie Erickson is one of our author, blogger, speaker for the ministry. Uh, one of her blog posts is released every single Monday. Uh, at worldviewwarriors.org. You can click the blog tab and find our blog there where it's at. And we've got Charlie Wilcott and Steve Reisner and many others. Anyway, Katie, how about you share also the exciting news about something that's come out recently uh, that you can find at worldviewwarriors.org in paperback or Kindle.
1: Yes, I just released the sixth book that I've authored. It's called The Teacher, A Study Guide Through Ecclesiastes. And it's exactly what it sounds. It's a book that walks you through the entire biblical book of Ecclesiastes, looking at what it meant to the original audience and then how this applies to our lives today.
0: Absolutely. Again, you can find that at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. The Teacher, a study guide through Ecclesiastes, again, written by my guest tonight, Katie Erickson. And... Katie, oh, okay, we've pointed people to that. We've pointed them to the blog posts. How about let's share a little bit about one of these kings that you've written them on.
1: All right. How about King Uzziah of Judah? I've never even heard of him. Well, that's great. Now you're going to learn. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been reading my blog posts. Uh, well, no, I'm saying for the show. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, so I've been, as Jason said, I've you're been writing so on... The- <laughs> Well, you you said you hadn't heard of them. Oh, oh, oh! (laughs) My post came out. If you can't tell, we're having fun (laughs) always. (laughs) So, if you've been following along in this series of the kings, you may feel like the names of all the kings of Israel and Judah kind of run together and get confusing, right? Well, this king that we're looking at tonight definitely does not help that situation because he's known as Uzziah in Second Chronicles twenty-six, but he's known as Azariah in Second Kings fifteen. So if you haven't heard of him by one name, maybe you've heard of him by the other name. Well, that's
0: why I haven't heard <laughs> of him. See,
1: that's it. You knew him as Azariah that from must Second be Kings. That's totally <laughs> it. But these are we we know that it's the same person because both are recorded as the son of Amaziah, and the chronology of the text around them fits the timeline. So we're gonna talk about him as Uzziah tonight, although, you know, you can pick either name, quite honestly. So after Uzziah's father, Amaziah, was assassinated, Uzziah was made king of Judah at the age of 16 years old. Wow. And he reigned for 52 years. Long time. That is a long time to be the king.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's interesting that Second 2 Chronicles 26.4 tells us that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. So it's interesting because Amaziah started out his reign following God, but his downfall happened when he did not listen to God, nor the advisors God placed in his life regarding a battle with Israel. So would Uzziah follow that same pattern? Well, we see that in verse 5, it says, as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Ooh, spoiler alert. (laughs) Right. So King Uzziah... He gained a great deal of political and military power during his reign. So he, along with the army of Judah, conquered three main cities that had been occupied by the Philistines. And they also fought some nomadic Arab tribes that were inhabiting the southeastern part of Judah's land. And along with all of that, he built additional towers in Jerusalem and in various places in Judah So he was wealthy with with much livestock and many people working in his fields and vineyards. So during King Uzziah's reign, Judah had a very strong army, more than 307,000 men that was also well-trained and ready for battle. They also incorporated the technology of the day into the towers that King Uzziah built in Jerusalem. Shields were built into them so the soldiers could safely shoot arrows at incoming troops. And they also had mechanisms that sound similar to catapults, able to hurl large stones from the walls. So pretty advanced for you know. And that's back in, in verse that day. fifteen. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, meaning
0: I, I bring that up because Katie not just saying, "Oh, they did that." And oh no, no it's in no, scripture. It's in the scripture.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's in uh, yeah, Second Chronicles twenty-six, verse fifteen. Yes. So you can you know go read about more about King Uzziah there, but I'm giving you the highlights tonight. Yeah, so. absolutely. So because of all of this, King Uzziah became very powerful. And he also became very prideful, which was his downfall as a king. So Second Chronicles 26, verse 16 tells us that he was unfaithful to the Lord his God. So here's what happened. He went into the temple to burn some incense, but more than 80 priests followed him in and told him he should not do that. The duty of burning incest, inc, incense is only supposed to be completed by the priests who had descended from Aaron. So the Levites, basically, not the king. So they warned King Uzziah to leave. he got 80 priests coming in there after him, warning him to leave. And he, basically they're telling him he had been unfaithful. He was not doing things right, and God would punish him for that.
0: You know, it kind of reminds me of another king when the, the whole nation of Israel was one. Didn't King Saul do the same thing?
1: Possibly. I don't remember that detail, but it's very possible. King Saul,
0: he he was not waiting because they were like, we need to wait and have the priest burn the incense before Mm -hmm. the battle.
1: Well, clearly Uzziah did not learn from Saul's mistake.
0: And how, I mean, long after that, of course. But friends, I just encourage us when the word of God tells us to do something, we need to do it his way. When we decide, no, we're going to do it our way. We're going to sprinkle a little bit of the world in here. We're going to, you know, yes, do it God's way, but God's way light. That just doesn't work. And so I just want to encourage us here with this of understanding. We need to learn from this example how not to do something. What do I mean by that? I mean, if God is calling us to do something and he's got a specific way, for instance, this incense needs to be burned by the priests. Mm-hmm. Okay. And King Uzziah is going, well, I can do it too. What's the difference? What's well, yeah, he's,
1: he's like, I'm the king. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Right. Right. And that's that's not the case. That clearly is not wise. Exactly. And you've got 80 priests warning him, don't do it. Just leave. Yeah. And he didn't listen. And that, you know, I find that just
0: so incredibly interesting because if it would have been, oh, how do I put this? If it would have been a much less number of people that maybe he doesn't really trust, telling him not to do something, I could see him then maybe going, well, I don't know, but 80 priests all are going, no, 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 we've got to stop. You've got Mm -hmm. to stop.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he
0: would not listen. So you're right. That's pride.
1: Yes. Yeah, because he became so prideful. So. King Uzziah already had the censer, the thing to burn the incense, incense in, in his hand. So he was like ready. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm doing it. And he became angry at all these priests telling him to leave. Who were they to tell him, the mighty king of Judah, to leave when he wanted to stay? He wanted to burn the incense. So while he was expressing his anger to the priests, right at that very moment, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. Oh my goodness! Right, seriously, plot twist. That that's <laughs> incredible. God's like you're disobeying. Bam, leprosy. <laughs> so when everyone realized that, you know, they they quickly got King Uzziah out of the temple because they're like get leper, here. leper in the temple, not yeah. a good thing because like bam, instant leprosy, yes. right? When well, they don't want to get it, exactly. Very contagious in the temple. All of that. This just yeah. So talk about some. Uh, instant judgment going on there by God of you got all these priests warning you King Uzziah's like nope gonna do it anyway because I got pride and God's like hey leprosy it's all
0: yours (laughs) that's amazing friends with that we're gonna take a quick break we'll get into more of it in just a bit and with that I just wanted to play this fast cast for you as well again King Uzziah let's learn from his example not only what to do but more importantly what not to do We should be following God in all that we do. With that, friends, what is your hope and faith and trust in, truly? Is it in the ways of man or the ways of God? This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink with your host, Jason DeZurek. During this Fastcast, I'm going to encourage you to do a self-examination on your life. Who or what is your hope in? Friends, when you or a family member gets sick, Who or what do you put your hope in? And what do you consider needs in your life? Take some time and write these down even today. And if you feel like you've been cheated in this life and you want justice for that situation, who or what do you put your hope and faith and trust in? Find our blog post titled, What Is Your Hope In? To dig more into this idea and to learn more about yourself and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. You know, Kitty. Normally, I play another fast cast at this time, but with that fast cast being the way it is, I mean, it, when you're sick, when when you get leprosy, yeah, like when you, said. you
1: spontaneously get leprosy when you're burning incense in the temple.
0: <laughs> I mean, who or what is your hope and faith and trust in? Exactly. Truly. I mean, in this time, right now, are you putting your hope and faith and trust in? oh, I don't know, some medical person or are you putting in your faith or trust and hope in Almighty God? I mean, what what are you putting your faith and trust and hope in? Friends, I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, obviously look at some medical things that can help fix things, but at the same time, who is the one that really has the answers? Who? That would be God. Yes. It would be God. Absolutely. So, Katie, you know, this... Oh, King Uzziah, he decides, I'm going to do what I want to do. Because and, he's
1: the king and he has pride.
0: Right. So with that, friends, again, I want to encourage you, as that past Fastcast just said, do a self-examination of yourself. Where are you at? Truly do this. Our relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not about the collective. It's an individual Relationship, It really is. Now, does that mean we're not a part of the body of Christ? No. It just means that on regarding, <laughs> regarding a relationship with Jesus that truly is individual. So you need to take a good look at yourself and ask God, where are you trying to grow me? Help me to become more mature and complete, not lacking anything and be willing to say, okay, I need to turn that over. Katie, does that make sense? It does. I mean, it, is it easy? No, not always. No. <laughs> not usually, in well, fact. Well, let's be honest. Mostly, it's not easy. But this is what God is calling us to. Not just Jesus as Savior, but Lord of our life. And that Lord part? That's our the flesh, hard part. Our flesh doesn't like it. Exactly. But friends, our spirit, well, it should. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at donotkeepsilent.com. That's donotkeepsilent.com. We'll be back to wrap up this regarding King Uzziah shortly. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink with your host, Jason Zurich As I get started today, check out Hebrews 6, 1 through 3. Friends, this passage begins with a concise summary of of what we are called to do. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. He considers repentance from acts that lead to death as elementary teachings don't lay that foundation again, but move beyond it. We still need that foundation of repenting from our sin as the basis for our mature faith, but to be mature believers... We should have already accepted, understood, and applied that concept in our lives. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to the program. Again, Katie Erickson's with me. We've been talking about King Uzziah, but before we get back to him, Katie, you've released a brand new book on worldview warriors publishing it's available at worldview org. and what is it and what's it
1: available in it is called the teacher a study guide through ecclesiastes and you can get a paperback copy or you can get it on your kindle
0: awesome and is it a you know your books usually are just you know so thick and just you know 300 (laughs) pages
1: (laughs) no i think what what is this one like 150 ish not even, not even. There you go. I, more like 115, <laughs> I think. Oh well, there you go. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I bring that up, friends, because if you're going, yep. well, I'm not really a reader.
1: I, I just that's okay.
0: I can't get through a book. Okay, not only that. I mean, the chapters are what you know, 17 pages long. <laughs> Each chapter is probably like three pages, yeah. maybe four. So, <laughs> so not you, very long. So, friends, I guess the reason I bring that up is so you know, look, you, you, you can, if you will. Chew on this book easily. The the little morsels you're going to get. It's not very big. It's just not. But it also guides you through the book of Ecclesiastes. So you're going to need to look in your Bible too. Well, actually,
1: actually, I provide the text, the scripture text of Ecclesiastes, right in the book for Imagine you. Imagine that. What a concept! So you don't even have to get out your Bible unless you want to. Right
0: now, friends, I'm just letting you know personally. I would because I like marking my Bible up. Because then I know where certain things are at. And that's mainly because I probably preach and teach. And it's just nice to know, "Oh, there it is right there. Oh, it's pink and underlined. Great. <laughs> I know where I'm going. That's for me. I'm not saying you want to do that. I don't know. Do you do that to your Bibles at all? Ever? Well,
1: i I use electronic Bibles, so oh, I have you don't use the analog version. No, I don't use the paper Kindle. <laughs> um, I have Bible software that i've I've literally been using this same Bible software for like fifteen years. okay, and I take notes on it in every like sermon teaching everything that I've ever heard. So I have notes upon notes upon notes. And it's really fun because I'll go back to like, I'll look up a passage somewhere and I'll be like, oh, I heard a sermon on that back in 2010. <laughs> and I'll have like notes on it and stuff. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I do the electronic version. I yeah. have some highlights in there, but I mostly am just a note taker. So, yeah, it's
0: fun. no, That's <laughs> great. Again, you're tuned in to Do Not Keep Silent. Again, my name is Jason Azurek. Your host for the program, do notkeepsilent.com. That's do Not com is where you can find us. You can also find our parent ministry, Worldview Warriors, at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Katie, as we continue on tonight, let's uh, move to wrapping up regarding King Uzziah.
1: All right. So, King Uzziah, if you recall, became very powerful in the nation of Judah there, you know, had a strong army and all that, but then he also became very prideful. So he committed this sin of you know going into the temple, going to burn some incense, was warned by eighty priests that he shouldn't do it, was struck down immediately with leprosy and all of that. So, Uh, Verse 21 of 2 Chronicles 26 tells us that King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. My goodness. Right? He lived in a separate house. Talk about a consequence. Yeah, exactly. He lived in a separate house, leprous, and banned from the temple of the Lord. Jotham, his son, had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. So generally— And
0: that's straight from the Bible.
1: It is. is, That is not you telling me. That is the words of Scripture right there. Bingo. Yes. So generally speaking, you know, a king reigns until he dies and then somebody else takes over. But part of King Uzziah's punishment then was the fact that he was still alive and not reigning as king. For a prideful man, that had to be awful.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, not able to fulfill his duties as king. Mm. So Isaiah, the prophet was alive during King Uzziah's reign in Judah. And as reported in Isaiah 6, it was around the time of King Uzziah's death that Isaiah had a vision and was commissioned by God to be a prophet. So Isaiah was actually a prophet during the reign of three kings of Judah who followed Uzziah. And we know from his prophecies and from the historical accounts that even though King Uzziah started out doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord, he did not remove all the idol worship from Judah. So Uzziah did great things for the nation of Judah as long as he followed God. He captured cities. He drove out enemies. He strengthened the army and therefore the nation as a whole. But then he got a little too big for his britches and thought he was invincible, could do whatever he wanted. Even when the priests warned him not to burn the incense, since that would go against God's rules for the temple and the people... Uzziah got mad and did not make any motions to stop proceeding with burning the incense. Sometimes God's judgment can take a while to show up in our lives. Other times, like King Uzziah, it can be pretty immediate. He was afflicted with leprosy right on the spot as punishment for starting the process to burn the incense that was only for the priests. The leprosy never went away for him. He lived the rest of his life with it. He had to give up ruling as king, even while he was still alive. Now, that the time period that he was still alive with leprosy is debated, but some scholars believe it was about 14 years that he had to live like that, essentially watching his son take care of the kingdom that he should be ruling over, but couldn't because of his pride. So as punishment for his prideful actions... King Uzziah not only had to deal with leprosy and all of its physical symptoms, but he had to watch his son take over, be king instead of what was rightfully his. God saw that King Uzziah had too much pride, and dealing with all of that would definitely have to increase his humility. Pride is a great sin before God, and it's a really easy one for us to fall into when things are going well for us as they were for the nation of Judah under King Uzziah. Mm. When things are going well, we gain confidence in ourselves, and we take our focus off of God and what he has done and is doing for us. We think it's through our own skills, our own talents, that we are prosperous, rather than realizing that it's all God's doing, and that God can take it all away in a moment if he chooses to do so. Just as he did for King Uzziah. Mm. As Proverbs sixteen eighteen tells us, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So watch out for pride in your life or be prepared for God to humble you. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. You can find us online at do not dot com. That's do not keep silent dot com. We'd love to hear from you, friends. Let us know. Well, uh, this hopefully this teaching has impacted you. You can write us right on Facebook, no problem. Got Worldview Warriors Facebook page. Do not keep silent Facebook page. You can message us, put it on the right on the page there. Doesn't matter. We'd love to hear from you again. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Again, find us online at DonotKeepSilent.com. dot com. That's do not keep silent dot com. And Katie as we wrap up the program. How about let's let everyone know about your brand new book coming out again. Or it's already out.
1: Well, yeah, it's already out. It was released officially on November 14th, 2022. Uh, It is called The Teacher, A Study Guide Through Ecclesiastes. Now, you may be wondering, who is the teacher? What wisdom can we learn from the teacher? And is everything under the sun truly meaningless, like Ecclesiastes tells us? Well, this book of Ecclesiastes may be known for being depressing and meaningless, But you can take a journey through this book and find out for yourself what it really contains. And you'll be encouraged to find meaning in your own life through the wisdom of the teacher.
0: Again, you can find that at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Right there on the homepage there. Also, we have another resource that just came out called Arms, written by Charlie Wolcott, who's another one of our bloggers and speakers. And you can just find that there as well as well as our other resources too many of them are paperback and kindle mm-hmm. but that one with
1: charlie also comes in what also in hardcover yes because it's our first and only so far novel a fictional novel that we've released and it is it is really good i gotta tell you i've read it twice and it's <sighs> it's really good so <laughs> it's a, all about so you're spiritual it's warfare. Really good. It is, yes. <laughs> it's all about uh spiritual warfare and it just has, you know, good like plot lines going on to it, holds your interest. You know, even when I was working on the book to get it ready for publishing through Worldview Wars Publishing, I was like, I wanna keep reading this. I know mm. what happens, but I wanna keep reading this anyway because it's really good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, again, friends, you can find all that there. And, again, you might be wondering, what is Worldview Warriors? Well, we're a group of godly leaders just passionate about teaching and worshiping the God of the Bible. Daily blog posts. Also, we've got our FastCast. Daily FastCast comes out, and I'll be sharing with you one of those very recently. The reason I bring up the FastCast, too, is I recently found something from way back. Oh, how far back are we talking? Uh, over 10 years. Oh, boy. And when we started the FastCast, uh, th- this is how far technology has moved, okay? We we started the FastCast as a one-minute phone call.
1: Oh, I remember yes. that. And you had to, like, call into the number yes. and then you
0: would hear it? And then you'd hear the FastCast. That's cast right. I forgot about that. Phone. Now, we could still do that, of course. But we don't do that anymore because it's on the radio and just it's available all over. So, Again, you can find us online at WorldviewWarriors.org. That's WorldviewWarriors.org, and here's one of those fast casts. This is the Worldview Warriors
1: Fast Cast,
0: your daily spiritual energy drink. With your host, Jason Zurich As I get started today, check out Hebrews 6, 1 through 3. Friends, this passage begins with a concise summary of what we are called to do. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward. To maturity. He considers repentance from acts that lead to death as elementary teachings don't lay that foundation again, but move beyond it. We still need that foundation of repenting from our sin as the basis for our mature faith. But to be a mature believer, we should have already accepted, understood, and applied that concept in our lives.
1: Find us online
0: at worldviewwarriors.org. don't Do not be your own. Be made new in Jesus Christ. this online at do not keep silent.com